This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Extras Rays podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Juan Toribio. Juan, you got your feet wet. We did the first podcast last week. Now we're ready to hit the ground running in week number two. We're going to start our position-by-position breakdown for the Rays um, between now and spring training. Basically, we'll cover the entire diamond. We're going to kick things off with the starting rotation, which is great for the Rays because we'll talk about bullpenning as well. Uh, Before we get to that main topic for this podcast, though, um, one question for you. There's a story up on MLB.com about the one remaining question the teams have this offseason And for the Rays, that is, will they add another arm to the back end of the bullpen? What do you think? Um, Interestingly enough, I actually talked to Heim Bloom, the vice president of baseball ops, last night. And I kind of asked him, you know, is experience something that you guys want in the back end of the bullpen? Are you guys still looking for an arm there? You know, his response was basically just, you know, the market hasn't really taken place. Obviously, everyone's kind of waiting for Machado, Harper, and Kimbrough to kind of make their decisions. But once once that all that clears up, I, I think the Rays eventually will will bring somebody in. I don't know if it'll be a high profile sign, signing, but I think they'll they'll definitely try and bring in some guy. We, in the, last week I mentioned Cody Adams as maybe a name that you can kind of throw in there. Um, but obviously they don't want to they don't want to block the path of a lot of the younger guys. Obviously Jose Alvarado had eight saves and he looked really good in in those situations. Um, Chaz Rowe can obviously contribute in there too. So. It'll be it'll be kind of be a balancing act for them in terms of deciding on whether they want to bring one in, and they might just wait to the end of spring training to kind of see what they have uh, with some of the younger guys and some of the guys that they have currently in their bullpen. They did make some minor moves this week, kind of a domino effect type situation. Um, they bring in Oliver Drake again, and that led to them designating uh, <laughs> Jamie Schultz for assignment. And then they were able to trade Schultz to the Dodgers, and they get Caleb Sampin, who's basically a, a young prospect, 22 years old, from the Dodgers. So um, Sampin is years away, um, but but a guy with some high upside, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a guy they like. He's a guy that they he struck out a lot of guys. Um, he's a rookie ball pitcher, so, you know, you won't see him for the next couple of years. But the Rays, are, are they, they know what they're doing when it comes to pitching. So any, any pitcher that they obviously like, um, but this was mostly a move to get Oliver Drake back into the forty man, and obviously when you have when you make those decisions, you have to make some tough calls. And Jamie Schultz was kind of the Ottoman now in that decision. So Sampin was a, a nice pickup, but this ultimately was just about getting Oliver Drake into the forty man, and then had, having to make a decision for Schultz. So obviously they got somebody back for Schultz, which was one of the reasons why they decided to make the move for Schultz. They knew the the market for him was a little bit better than maybe some of the other options. So it was it was about that, but yeah, anytime you can get a twenty two year old who struck off you know fifty plus guys in in his first year in the minor leagues, that's that's pretty good. All right, let's get into the rotation, and it is a fascinating one when you talk about the Rays. Um, let's start at the top on uh, 
The reigning American League Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell is back. So young, so talented. What can we expect in 2019? How does he back up a season in which he went out and kind of came out of, I don't want to say out of nowhere because he was a big prospect, but but flashed on the scene to, to get to the point where he won the Cy Young Award? Yeah, as the moment he won the Cy Young, you know, we did the conference call with him and he said that he, he thinks he can get even better. And, when, you know, when you hear stuff like that out of a guy who just won the Cy Young at age 25, you obviously start thinking, you know, how, you know, what is it? It's, it's impossible. And obviously he walked a lot of guys last year, which kind of um, limited, limited him in getting into 200 innings. So limiting the walks, he's been working with Kyle Schneider, the pitching coach already. And he, I talked to him a little bit in Las Vegas for the winter meetings, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing that that's the area that he wants to get better at. If he if he doesn't walk as many guys, he can get deeper into games. His pitch count is lower, and that's that's the main thing for him. He he, kind of the knock on him this season, even though how even how dominant he was, was he only pitched 180 innings. He wants to get to that traditional 200 inning mark, and and more. He's you know a lot of the a lot of, with the way the Rays kind of do their pitching rotation." A lot of it falls on him, you know. Every fifth day, he must he, he must have a good a good out, and he must get deep into games. And he he understands that and he's welcoming that, which is important for the Rays. So that's the area he wants to get better. And it, like you said, it all starts with him, and everything else follows. And it'll follow to some other guys. Let's from Snell, we'll go to the big addition this offseason. That's Charlie Morton. It's not often that the Rays go out and sign a free agent who was an all-star the previous year. We're so much more used to the Rays going out and finding, trying to find deals here, a bargain here, looking for a guy who might have a bounce-back season. Charlie Morton's coming off a season when he was 15-3, and three, an ERA just over three through 167 innings, which is the second most of his career, and the Rays able to bring him in. How, much, how important is he to this 2019 roster? He's huge. Obviously, Snow kind of leads the pack, and the Rays are going to do the bullpen days, and they're going to do the opener, and that's you know all of that is important. But they needed another guy in that rotation. Obviously, Tyler Glass now is another is the other guy in that rotation who probably has a, a spot locked up. But they needed a veteran guy in there who can who can provide some some innings, some experience. Obviously, Charlie Freaky Morton in twenty seventeen in the World Series. So, you know, you kinda have all that stuff. And all of, all of that was important. He's gonna serve as a as a mentor for a lot of the younger pitchers. And he's gonna be a big game pitcher, hopefully, for the Rays. That's what they, that's kinda what they expect from out of him. And to kind of take a load off of Snell, even though it's it's gonna be a big load for him, Morton is one of those pitches where he can kind of limit some of that pressure off, off of Snell coming his, into his second really full season coming up now. All right, and then you mentioned Tyler Glasnow, and Glasnow is a guy that they went out and traded for last year. They brought him in from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Once he got to Tampa Bay, the numbers weren't great. He made 11 starts with the Rays, 1-5, a 4-2 ERA. The ERA not terrible, but not the win-loss record you are looking for kill the win, whatever you want to take into that. But um, as far as Glasnow goes in 2019, um, is there a thought that now he's been here a little bit, there's maybe more of a comfort level and they can work with him through spring training and he can be a different pitcher? Because this is a guy who was once one of the very top pitching prospects in baseball. Yeah, and the stuff is there. Even just in the, in the two months that he was in Tampa, you got to see why the Rays and why you know Pittsburgh and – baseball in general was so high on this guy so you, you got to see the stuff but you also got to see why he kind of he was kind of struggling in Pittsburgh 
it, he, 10 home runs in pretty much a limited time with the race. You obviously want to see that number go down. But you saw the strikeouts. You saw the 100-mile-per-hour fastball, the curveball, the slider. So the the tools are there. Now it's just a matter of working with Kyle Snyder, who's the same height as he is, which obviously helps. And that's a big reason why the Rays felt that they can kind of tap into his potential a little bit more. So he's he's going to be a, a key piece to this rotation. If, if he can if he can become a, that number three, that's solid, consistent number three. Once those three spots are settled in, it, it allows the, it allows the Rays to kind of get creative in that four and five. Whether they want to have a spot starter, whether somebody else emerges into that four and five. Or if they want to go on opener, so he's he's going to be a big piece. But you get to see the tools last season, and if he can kind of put it all together, like you said, with a whole spring, he still needs to work on on holding runners. People stole people stole bases on him um, like crazy last season. So, uh, which kind of comes with being six eight and and having a long delivery. So they're going to work on stuff like that with him. But if he can become that consistent number three, I think the Rays are in pretty good shape. Are the Rays 100% set on the fact that Tyler Glass now is a long-term starter? Because the Pirates, I think, at points wavered a little bit, and he was pitching out of the bullpen at times. But do the Rays think he is definitely a starter? I think so. That was part of the experiment last season once once they got him from Pittsburgh. They wanted him to – they stretched him out. His first couple of starts were two, three innings. But eventually he got up to five, six, seven innings. So I think they like him in that spot. They want him to be a starter. I think that's that's where they see the, his highest potential. And you're not going to trade a guy like Chris Archer, who was kind of the face of the franchise for just a reliever. So they're hoping that he can become a, a starting pitcher in, in baseball. And, and he looked pretty good at it last season. So um, it, it all depends on how he fares during spring. Maybe if he struggles, they kind of reevaluate things. But aside from that, I think, I think the plan 100% is for him to be the starter this coming season. All right, you mentioned there are other guys. Those are the big three, so to speak, guys that you would think are locked in at least to start the season as starters. Then the Rays could get creative. There are other starters in-house. Wilmer Font uh, was very good, actually, over nine appearances with the Rays, some of those out of the pen, some of those starting. Jake Faria, another young pitcher that has had his ups and downs. Do those guys have chances of being a set spot in this rotation or are those fourth and fifth spots more likely to change as the season goes on whether it be bullpenning or an opener and all of that stuff i think they have a chance to kind of set in on number four i think with all the opener and all the bullpen days people forgot that they the race started with four starters last season and then nate Valdi got hurt jake faria didn't fare out very well so I think that they ideally would want four guys in the rotation. I think Johnny Chirinos has an opportunity. Like you mentioned, Jake Faria and Wilmer Font, who was actually really good, which is, you know, it's it's a testament on what the Rays do with pitching. When they, when they got him from Oakland, he had an 18-plus ERA. And he, you know, they moved him to the first base side of the, of, of the mound, and he just kind of took off from there. So he's an option. Brent Honeywell, Jose De Leon, whenever they get back from, from the Tommy John surgeries, I think they might have a shot. Ryan Yarbrough, who he led led the led rookies and and wins last year, obviously killed the win, like you said. But um, and he most of his wins came from being the long guy in the in the opener situation. But I think those guys have an opportunity. I think whoever steps up, Jalen Beeks is another one. So they have a lot of options. I think it, it just depends on what they do during spring and how comfortable they feel. And it also depends on matchup. I think. I don't know if they'll, if they'll necessarily commit on a number four and a number five if they feel like doing a, doing an opener might help those pitchers better against certain teams, maybe the Yankees and the Red Sox and those teams like that. So I think all those pitchers have an opportunity, 
but I, I'm not sure if they'll necessarily commit to a number four or number five, unless one of those just kind of blow up in, in spring training. All right, one more thing I want to touch with on with you as far as a rotation goes is the injured guys, the Tommy John guys, and there's a couple of prospects. Obviously, Brent Honeywell is the big one, uh, went down at the end of spring training last year, missed all of 2018, and then Anthony Banda as well, another prospect who had Tommy John surgery in June. I would think he'll be out for the majority of 2019, so let's focus on Honeywell. When do they think he'll be back on a mound, and how confident are they that he can kind of help out at some point in 2019 because this is a guy who looked like he was going to be locked into that rotation a year ago. Yeah, they're really confident that he can help this team. Now, it remains to be seen when he can kind of make, make his way back. But I think the expectation right now is to get him back into the minor leagues sometime around May and June. That's, that was kind of the tentative timetable Eric Neander, the, the general manager of the team, gave us during the winter meetings. And if they can bring him back in, in May and June, maybe get him another month to, to get his feet wet a little bit in, in, at AAA. But he's a guy that, you know, his stuff is dominant. He's the, he's a top pitching prospect in the, in the, in the organization. So I think he's going to be a guy that's going to help the team in the long term. They might not necessarily have to make a move at the trade deadline or, or make a move now in, in, on the offseason just because they're, they're expecting him back. Jose De Leon, who also served for the Tommy John surgery, I think it was a, they were a week apart. He's another guy that they see that, that can potentially come up and make an impact. So they have a lot of options. So, so a lot of people want them to go after a number four starter, or, you know, quote unquote, set starting pitcher. But they have a lot of options in guys that can go five, six, seven innings, or they can just go two innings and, and they can do a bullpen day like that and just have two or three guys pitch the same, the same day. So the, the, the Rays have their top three guys set up, but they have a lot of options once those three starters are, are out of order. And all of baseball will be paying attention to what they do because they've kind of been the trendsetters when it comes to doing that sort of thing. That's going to do it for this podcast. You can find Juan on Twitter at JuanCTaribia, and I'm on there at MLB underscore McMaster. This podcast and all of our MLB Extras Club podcast can be found at MLB.com backslash podcast, also on Apple Podcasts and Google Play as well. For Juan Taribio, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.